People of the world, we are back. It is 2022. Not much has changed in the world, but what has changed is we're back with What the Funcast. <laughs> this is episode 133, recorded and released today, January 18th. Yes, it's been a while. We've got some reasons. Mainly Ahmed's the problem. Um, but anyway, yeah. I'm Paul, and joining me is the internet guru of New York City, Bob I'm... Berger himself, <laughs> Bob Edison Berger. For those of you that are just listening... Ahmed's got the Bob's Burger mustache. I was shaving, Bob... and I was like, what if I just left this? And that was it. I'm, just, I'm bored. I'm not going anywhere. No one's seeing me except for y'all right now, I guess, watching live. But other than that, <laughs> I don't see So anybody. did you know, knock, knock, we're in your living room. Hello. Surprise. The entire internet is here. Like, even when I go out to, like, go grocery shopping, I'm wearing a mask. Like, literally no one sees this. So, like, whatever. I was like. No, that's true. That's true. Bob, <laughs> hidden under the mask. I see. Yep. I see. I see. Just uh, so yes, under the mask, masked Bob. I don't know. Surprise, Bob. <laughs> Bob the uh, Bob the Masked Burger Wonder. Perfect. <laughs> um, so it has been a while. It's been yeah. a few weeks. Uh, I actually streamed what uh, like two a couple weeks, weeks ago. ago I, like. I think yeah, a couple weeks ago. Streamed for a little bit. Um, kind of a light stream. People were getting you know acclimated with the after holiday depression uh covid yep. was continuing to spike as it you know still is kind of a mess uh anyway all that aside we are back we've got a good size in the chat here so it should be a fun little time so yeah and we've got an action-packed news day uh well really one major uh news item to cover which we'll get to in just a little bit and we got actually there's a few big ones here ahmed like i know you're saying there's not too much but yeah there's a good amount of stuff in here it's every every single thing is like big and of its own right yeah um a couple yeah. bangers. A few bangers here and there. A um, few bangers. Yeah. But before we get to those, what have you been doing for the past basically month? Like, we haven't recorded a real episode since... I know. December Well, 14th. so I was thinking about this, right? So, like, I... Well, so we recorded the No Way Home spoiler cast. That was probably the last time we recorded. Yes. And that was, um, like, the so Friday or whatever, right after... So like the Friday of that week, which is it was I think the, a month it was ago. the day it was the day it came out. We recorded it like in the middle of our our day or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It was it was right around Christmas time. So yes, yeah. It was it was a while ago. But if you have not seen No Way Home, go see it and then go listen to our spoiler cast. If you have seen No Way Home, go listen to our spoiler cast after you're done here <laughs> with us uh, for this episode. We're not going to say anything about it. We did a whole spoiler cast on it. Go listen there. Yes. Um, I also watched Hawkeye. Which I believe you did as well. Yeah. Which was, I don't know, fun. Okay. I mean, whatever. I don't know. I feel like WandaVision is still top tier. Like, I don't know if it was because it was the first Marvel show that they did that I was like, whoa, this is really cool. Or if it was just that good. I think it was so, just super unique. Yeah. Like, or that. But Hawkeye, I enjoyed more than I thought I would. I went in with very low expectations and I was like, yo, this is great, actually. I love this. So, worked out. I think I kind of liked Hawkeye better than Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I would agree with that. Yeah. Unfortunately, but I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, and then I think Loki was kind of in its own thing where it was more like drama than action. Like Loki, Hawkeye yeah, like and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or if you're Ryan and you're a turd and you haven't seen any of them, then I don't know. <laughs> a turd, as he just subscribed to us for 14 months. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Ryan. You're a turd when it comes to watching good media. Wait. You watch what? us, so that's good media. Yeah. For consuming good Disney Plus media, because you're out here watching Muppets Now <laughs> and all this nonsense instead of watching the good stuff. But in all reality, like we still haven't watched What If. And I watched What If. Don't say we. 
We, me, yeah, Lauren and I have not. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me let me clarify. Yes. I, I, Paul, Anthony have not watched What If. Paul Anthony. So I watched one episode. Um, and I don't know, like, maybe I'll watch it eventually. I just couldn't get into it. I don't know. I, it wasn't like something that I'm like, I need to watch this right now. And even Hawkeye, we didn't watch Hawkeye until the very last episode was there. Yeah. Um, and then we watched it. We marathoned through all the episodes, which is only, whatever, six episodes. So yeah. not a huge deal. Um, but, yeah, so watch that. Uh, we're obviously watching the Book of Bobby Flay, otherwise known as the Book of Boba Fett. I actually haven't started um, that yet. No oh, reason as to why. I just haven't started. Man, yet. you'll never believe that Yoda has returned. <sighs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, it's a total total BS. So, um, what else? I got. Uh, but yeah, no, it's good so far. It's it's good. It's um, it, it's it's entertaining. It's uh, they've got a real knack for the Star Wars TV shows, right? Because even with Mandalorian, it's like you got a little just enough to chew on that you're like wow this is actually very interesting or this is really good or like i like the tone of this or I like the character development of this character or like these like they they film it in such a way that it's really good and i think book of boba fett does uh does it in a very similar fashion obviously it's john favreau again yeah. so not surprising um oh and 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 dave baloney of course um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so yes, it, it's it's done very well, and I like it a lot. So it's um, I'd imagine it'll pick up just like the Mandalorian did. Um, yeah. But yeah, it'll be it'll be good stuff. Yes, and uh, yes, definitely go watch that this week. I've been uh, yes. I'll well actually I'll get into what I've been watching, but continue. Okay, um, and then Lauren sucked me into a couple episodes of Grey's Anatomy. It was like the active shooter episode, so it was more like thriller than like. Who's uh, who's with who in the hospital and who's in the back room, you know, doing things and whatever. So um, doing the, I, it was like the tango, uh, the doing the closet. tango, <laughs> doing the tango, drawing blood, perhaps. Um, huh? Wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It, that show is so ridiculous. It's like people are like making out in the back room. It's like, oh, let's go grab a lab coat. Oh, my God. These two people, this resident and the doctor are making out. It's like, OK. Um, Scandal! Damn! Did you see what Rita said? I will watch it when he finishes Clone Rita, Wars. Rita, I will AKA watch Boba Fett before never. I finish Clone Wars. Clone, Clone Wars. Clone Wars. <laughs> Listen, there's said, every time I'm like, okay, I can finally watch Clone Wars. There's like another new show that I'm like, shit, I really gotta watch this. I'll get into all the things that I've watched that weren't Clone Wars. Don't worry. Come on. All right. Paul. So then we watched. Uh, you sent you sent over these clips from the Nicole Byer special. Oh yeah, and it was so funny. Yeah. That was so over the top. I was like, "Holy shit!" Ridiculous. Like it was ridiculous. It's got, you watched I mean, it, it was, nailed it, and she's so tame and like family well, friendly. Well, so then that then that took us back to oh, we should watch nailed it, and then we we watched uh, we, we watched like we're back down to season one. I think we've watched every episode of nailed it now. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, nailed it is so funny. But then you uh, watch her comedy special, and you're like, "Oh, you're raunchy as hell." She's wild. Her comedy special was insane. Um, like we we're like, uh, wow, bad. Julie. It's uh, it's the new one on Netflix called BBW. I think I forgot what BBW stands for. It's not what you think it stands for. It stands for. Uh, thing. I forgot what it was. I um, don't remember either. I don't remember, but it's it was a really good special. I enjoyed it a lot. She's very Rita. Funny. The way I heard that literal line in my head, where she's like. Target no, bitch. Anthropology. I'm thriving. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> um, yeah. It? She. It is. It is. Oh, it might be. It might be big, oh. beautiful woman. I think that's right. Um, 
And that's but, what yeah, it, it was, that's what it normally stands for. Oh, big beautiful weirdo. Oh, there you go. What it is. Um, yeah, it was absolutely wild, but it was very entertaining. So highly recommend that. Go give it a watch um, and just prepare. The shit's wild. It, yes. She just goes. It's a roller coaster. When she said Ticonderoga, um, I lost my goddamn mind. <laughs> <laughs> you sent me, you sent us that yes, video that or whatever, clip. so oh that spoiled God. it. I literally had to like rewind and watch it three times. Yeah, it was, that was wild. Um, but yeah, so, and then gaming wise, um, I actually played some games that, you know, I don't really play as much. Like, I actually tried some Game Pass games. I did, speaking of games, I do play a lot. Mm. I did play Halo. Um, and since we last recorded, I did beat the campaign. Which was really good. Really entertaining. I liked it a lot. Um, and I beat the campaign. Uh, and then I've been playing a lot of multiplayer. And yeah. And then for Game Pass games, uh, I played Lawnmower Simulator for like literally five seconds. <laughs> and like, you think to yourself, <laughs> what could possibly be in Lawnmower Simulator the game? Well, it's exactly what you think. You pick up contracts. You got to cut the grass a certain height. I'm like, no, no, no. This is work. Now, I'm not here to work. I'm here to play. Compared to Power Wash Simulator, where would you? Was it better, worse? Oh, Power Wash Simulator is a lot better. Okay. Like because it's like go clean everything, and it's like okay, I have my water gun. I'm gonna clean stuff. Lawnmower Simulator. It's like okay. Hold down right trigger to move forward. Hold down left trigger to move back. Use the up uh, down arrow to adjust the height of your blades. Use the up the arrow blades. to bring it up higher. Um, hit Y to lift up your your cutters, and then hit Y to, to let your cutters go back down again. Um, and then don't use don't don't let your, let your cutters down too much. You ruin the cutters. Um, and I'm like, okay, th- this is just a lot. And it's like, you got to go, and I- it was just ridiculous. All these different lawnmowers so there, you can pick from. Basically, there's, there's like, ways to screw it up is what it sounds like versus power wash simulators. Yes. Like, you could just clean it yes. more efficiently or less efficiently. Yes, exactly 100%. And got I'm it. like, listen, okay. I just want to, like, if I can get on a lawnmower and just, like, I, like, I ended up making, like, crop circle designs. I'm like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> Delete. And uh, I played it for two seconds. So what you actually uh, want, was... it sounds like, is a Zamboni simulator where you just ride like a Zamboni, like you would ride in a lawnmower, but you just clean the ice. It's very satisfying. Yes, like that. yes, that'd be perfect. You just <laughs> that's that thing with that long like ice shaver, right? Yeah, it has like the the brushes or whatever, and just like smooths out the ice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not that I'd ever want to walk on ice because I'm definitely afraid of ice. But yes, but on a Zamboni, uh, you're, you're in a big old truck. It's nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that sounds like fun. I can go around yeah. the outside perimeter and just go around yeah. in circles. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that stuff. That's the uh, stuff. That's the that's the stuff. Hostess. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then I also played a little bit of unpacking, which Logan actually recommended. And once again, more work. It's like you unpack boxes and you put shit in a room, and it's as ridiculous as it sounds. It is kind of relaxing. Have did I think to myself like, oh. I could go organize my own shit in real life instead of playing a video game about it. Yes. Did I think about that when I put in 250 hours into Animal Crossing? Probably. But it's different. So unpacking, you literally click on the box, and it's like a point and click. And like you drag the things to where you think they belong. And then you finish unpacking the boxes, and then the things like highlight red that don't belong where you have them. And I'm like, okay. Oh, so you can't put it you wherever you want? You have to put it in a specific place? You can You can put it wherever you want. Mm. But it flashes red at the end, and it's like, okay, maybe the teddy bear doesn't belong on the floor. And then you put it on the bed, and it stops flashing. You're like, okay, I'm good with the teddy bear. Oh, well, the pencil is now flashing, also on the floor. Maybe I should put it on the desk. <laughs> Word's good. That's understandable. So it is, 
it is a very relaxing game, I will say. But Let's it was it one of those things where I was like, you know, I could see it. Like, my first thought was, I'm sitting on a plane. I have my Switch with me. This would be a good game. Um, sitting in my living room, unpacking boxes. Not the most exciting thing. Julie yeah. loves unpacking. That's good. Um, okay, so that's the other thing. It uh, Julie's saying that it does tell a really a, a story in a very interesting way. I did read that. Obviously, I only got through like the first two levels. I think so. Um, maybe I'll give that more time. I'm not sure, but it's you know free. It's included with Game Pass. Not free with Game Pass. Game Pass isn't free. Um, but it was uh, it was a fun little game. So yeah. you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll play it again. I've been dabbling. So I go through these stints where like. I go through and I dabble with a few Game Pass games and try them out. And, you know, I eventually, like, download a bunch of them, then delete them, and then whatever. Like, yeah. I downloaded Jurassic World Evolution because it's on Game Pass. You don't even need to Sounds download like half of them. You could just cloud, like, play them on cloud real quick to try them. So I'll tell you, coming from the wise man that told me his eyes can't see anything less than 4K, it drops the quality down pretty significantly. So really? You're playing. When I play, yeah, it's fine. Oh really? Maybe I'll try it again. I mean, so like, I tried. The only thing that's noticeable is the latency. Like there is a little bit of latency that's like, if you're gonna install, it'll be less latency. But if I'm just trying it out because I just want to see what the game is, it's not that bad. But yeah, it looks fine. Yeah. So that is a really cool feature. Um, mm -hmm. I'll try it again. I tried it with Kill It with Fire, which is where you like the spiders chase a spider. Yeah, you chase <laughs> a spider all around. <laughs> um, and it was it was like very kind of granulated. So I'll try it again. Really cool feature, though. That was really impressive. Yeah. Like, I didn't um, want to download Banjo-Kazooie, but I was like, I could just stream it really quick and see what this looks like, and it played great. Banjo-Kazooie, the original? I'm pretty sure it was the original, yeah. It's cloud-enabled. Coming to Nintendo Switch on January 20th by way of Nintendo Switch Online plus expansion pack is Banjo-Kazooie. Is it that actually? just came out. Yeah, it came out like minutes oh, before shit. we started recording. Interesting. Um, yeah, so that's coming out. Uh, but yeah, so I will I will give that a whirl. Um, but I downloaded Spelunky 2. Um, I want to try Danganronpa. That just came to Game Pass. I heard really good things about that game. And mm. once again, it's like a game I don't want to pay for. So include it with yeah. Game Pass sounds like fun. Why not? Um, yeah, either way, Games, pa Games Pass, Game Pass <laughs> continues to be the best deal in gaming. Whatever you say is wrong if it's not that opinion. So I'll die on that one. <laughs> um, and then I also played Ghost Runner, which I paid real United States dollars for um and i remember i met you were like this game can be super frustrating and yes i see that i'm not very far in it but <laughs> yeah. i can see it but it's fun enough where it's almost like and i don't think you ended up playing hotline miami but it's like hotline no. miami where i can like hit a button real quick and jump right back in hit a button real quick and jump right back in like yes. it's yeah the load times are near like instant well yeah so, it's because it's they know you're gonna fail a million times i think there was one time where i was because I, I streamed that entire playthrough and yes. Ryan will attest that there was one time where I think I genuinely, like, because at, at the end it tells you how many times you died, I genuinely died over a hundred times in one level. <laughs> like, it was really freaking hard. <laughs> like, what yeah. the hell? I, I definitely believe that. And it's funny because they ported it to Switch, and one of the biggest complaints on Switch is the load times. I cannot yeah. even imagine if there are load times in mm -hmm. between, like, your runs or whatever. I can't, so. also can't even imagine playing it with a control stick. Like, I'm assuming that they've, that they've tested it out, but, like, the, the, the speed at which you have to, like, twist sometimes when you're, like, dodging a bullet here and then you have to twist and kill this guy really quick and stuff. Like, I was flicking the mouse to, like, twist that so. way. So... I will tell you that it is it is difficult to play with the with the controller. Oh, so okay. like where to the point of it's like the sensitivity is almost too high to mm. the point that it kind of felt different. It felt like wrong to me. Mm. Um, so I think you're definitely onto something there. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, but either way, it's been pretty fun. It's you know you get the hang of it. Uh, you run through and you try to do, you try to complete the levels. I mean, it's been it's been good. It's scratching the Mirror's Edge itch yes. that I haven't had in uh, that I haven't I haven't played Mirror's Edge in a long time. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's been good. Cool. And then lastly, on PS5, I played some Kena Bridge of Spirits. Really charming game. Um, didn't get too far in that either, but started playing that. Started playing Chicory, also a charming game. Kind of different than what I thought it would be. Like you can kind of just paint wherever you want. Some like paint and stuff, and people are like, "Oh, paint my house!" Like, no, 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 not that color. And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> it's this like, is you're, stre- you're stressing me out." Um, <laughs> and then, uh, but a very, very cute, very, uh, very, very whimsical kind of a game. Um, and then I started playing the Pedestrian, which I haven't had a puzzle game kind of like hook me in, and the Pedestrian hooked me in, and I was yeah. like, "Okay, that game is really." Stop playing this for a little bit because I had stuff to do. Yeah. But yeah, Pedestrian. I played the first couple levels, I think, or a few levels. I got pretty far, yeah. pretty far, relatively for the amount of time that I played it. Um, pretty far in that game, and that was really cool. So yeah, pretty sure. Uh, I definitely like that. I streamed that one too. And I think Carla and Ryan were both watching intently as I was figuring out these dumbass puzzles. <laughs> I was like, yes. "Am I stupid?" But for the most part, I didn't need a walkthrough. Like it was just hard enough, but I'd never like looked up. Like, all right, just let me figure this out. Like. Right. It's not difficult for the point so, of being annoying. Like, it was good. One of the other things, too. Hi, Miranda. Hi, Nooch. Hello. Um, uh, one of the other things is that Chicory actually recently came... Uh, they recently came to the Switch, and I think Chicory would be a good game to play on Switch because of the touch controls. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are some things, like, you need to go in and, like paint and it's kind of hard to do with the control stick because you're moving the little cursor around with your control stick so yeah that makes sense so all right enough oh new just calling you out Ahmed trying to steal chris pratt's mario rule surprise that's the biggest news i've been cast that is, that is the biggest Everybody. news you have been cast all right enough um, about me what have you been up to go ahead hit us with all your christmas movies uh so yeah i've watched a lot of movies while over the break i've watched every single spider-man movie i watched christmas with the cranks regrettably because my sister really wanted to watch it and we were all like mm, this has a like two percent on rotten tomatoes i don't know is this gonna be good it was pretty not good um <laughs> we watched national lampoon's christmas vacation which i'd never seen and like i understand it's a very nostalgic movie that everyone like kind of loves but like me watching it for the first time i was like I guess. Which, like, I understand is not the response people want to hear. Like, oh, it's the best movie. But, like, I feel the same way. Like, I feel... Well, I feel the opposite way. I love The Christmas Story, because that's the movie I, Christmas movie I grew up with watching all the time. And I understand that if someone were to watch that for the first time now, they'd be like, what the hell is this? So, like, that was my reaction to Christmas Vacation. Sorry to the National Lampoon. I don't know. What to tell. Um, <laughs> to the singular National Lampoon. The, the um, National Lampoon. I... I agree. We tried to watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Well, we didn't try to watch. We did. Yeah. And it was just not... I didn't get the hype yeah, around like it. But I imagine you have nostalgia. Omar was, like, laughing all the time and just like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so funny. Um, anyways, we also watched Encanto, which you haven't watched yet, so I won't, I won't spoil anything, obviously. But um, I... I will I will literally send a knife to New York City. <laughs> It's, if you spoil anything. So my thing is we when we watched it, it was like me and my family or whatever when we were watching it, and like I don't know, I feel like there was a lot of commentary from the peanut crowd that I couldn't really engage myself in the film. And we also were watching without subtitles because my sister didn't want subtitles. So like 
half the movie just went over my head because I'm like, y'all are talking way too fast. I cannot process this. Like, especially the songs. Like, there's a lot of story that's in the songs, but I missed, like, half the lyrics because she's, like, rapping, like, you know, Lin-Manuel Miranda, typical rap. Like, I'm like, this is too fast. I can't understand what's going on. Um, so I do need to rewatch that, like, with subtitles, fully focused, no distractions, um, and maybe my opinion will change. But I think it was good. I think it was good. That's my opinion there. Um, and then Only Murders in the Building. So that's a TV show on Hulu. Um, that was fantastic. I randomly was like looking for something to watch while I was eating. And I opened Hulu to like with hopes of lining a, a new episode of Bob's Burgers or The Great North to watch. Um, but Only Murders in the Building was up and I like, kept seeing it. And I remember my nephew Omar was like, oh, it's really good. You should watch it. I'm like, all right, I'll just watch the first episode. Ended up watching the entire show that that night in one sitting like 6 p.m sat down to eat dinner watched episode one and it was like midnight and finished the entire show in one sitting it was fantastic really really enjoyed that show um it scratches like the knives out itch it was really good and then uh like you said watch hawkeye we talked about that i watched the new season of letter candy also watched that basically in like uh two settings i watched like three episodes and three episodes i think there's only six total um very funny and then uh over the break in terms of games um, I didn't finish it, but we uh, started It Takes Two again with my nephew. Um, so when we played together on stream, I was uh, playing the wife. And so in this playthrough, I was playing the, the husband. And it was basically like playing a play completely different game. Like it was totally different tracks, totally different mechanics and everything. So it was like playing it for the first time again. Um, game is still fantastic. Absolutely deserved of its, uh, of its Game of the Year award. What are y'all saying in the chat? All I see is just the <laughs> chat moving as we're trying to talk. What's like, happening over there? We're going off. We're going off. Elf is a bad Christmas movie, and everybody should hear that with their ears. Um, Santa Claus and Home Alone are much better movies. Um, I don't know about Santa my, Claus, but maybe Home Alone. My sisters are big fans of Encanto. Uh, Nuge is asking for a Witcher Season 2 review. I haven't even seen I Witcher told him Season we 1. We didn't even get to Season 1 is what so, I told him too. Hold on. So here, here's, my, here's my excuse for not watching Witcher Season 1. I thought that the Witcher series was based on the Witcher 3 video game. And so I was like, maybe I should play the game first. I own it. Maybe I should like at least dabble in it and before I like start to watch the show, just so I can get an idea for what the mood is. And then I realized that apparently the game is not even canon anymore because it's based off the Witcher books and it's based off the Witcher 1, like the book, the first book. So like none of the video game contents matter at all. So I'm like, oh, okay. So now it's on my list to like actually watch in the near future. So when I watch it, Nuge, you'll be the first to hear. I'll text you directly. Go yeah. watch Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is a better TV show. I will watch. I don't think that's that's not comparable. <laughs> One is like high fantasy. I, I There's like a man... Soccer, coaching a yeah. soccer team but i'll watch it and i will i will dm you directly nuge um so anyways replayed it takes two uh i booted up firewatch last night so firewatch is a game that's on uh game pass and it's kind of like half visual novel half uh um what's the word walking simulator so it's like very low-key like very relaxing like you just kind of enjoy the story as it happens i'm um, really enjoying it so far like i need more games where i'm not stressed out not that i really play too many um but it's <laughs> i don't know I, i'm enjoying it so far um uh, and then obviously the usual suspects forza ghost of tsushima some hades here and there um, ghost of tsushima is really 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 good i'm thoroughly enjoying that game um and i think you would too if you like really get into it it's kind of it's very similar I, to horizon I, too. I, um, I was i was yeah. uh i was reminiscing and uh reflecting on how I, i've like gotten worse about like i always talk about oh i tried this game i tried this game 
I need to like sit down and play through an entire game. Like I used to like get into an indie, play through it, start to finish, nonstop. Yeah. Like just focus on that, and I get so distracted now, and it's mm-hmm. like, let me just boot up to other game, let me just boot up to other right. game, let me just boot up to other game, and then it's like, I'm at yep, it. right? Yep. Preach. No, Preach. you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. But some games, it's the absolute just, worst. I mean, it's okay to like just realize this game's not for me. Uninstall and just move on. You don't have to finish yeah. every game, but some like Ghost of Shima, I genuinely am like, I'm gonna 100 this game probably because I'm really enjoying every single side quest and the storytelling and everything. Um, well, so Forbidden West comes out in what a month and two days. Yeah. And then so once that comes sticking. out, I'm playing nothing but that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah clock sticking. So I need I need to I need to boot up Ghost of Shima. I have it downloaded. It's all ready to go. I just need to play it. Yes, and it looks really really good with the PS5 upgrade. Um, and then I I was like playing because obviously I have my new graphics card now and I have these. Uh, so I got new monitors. I don't think I've talked about that in the podcast, but I got I finally have a dual monitor setup. So if you see me looking over here, it's because I'm looking at my second monitor. Um, and I could see what I look like from the side, which is, I don't like that. That's what y'all see? Hmm, that's unfortunate. So uh, I have two monitors now, and the new monitor, the main monitor, is a high refresh rate monitor. It's like 144 hertz. So I'm like, ooh, this is crazy, which is a big upgrade from the 60 hertz TV that I was using. So I was like, what game can I run at this level? Because most games, when you run out 4K, can't hit that high of an FPS. Um, so I'm like, let me boot up an old game, like Watch Dogs 1, which I've owned forever because it came with my last graphics card and I never played it. Um, and I was like, I could definitely run this at higher fresh rate. And sure enough, I can. Um, and then I like accidentally got into it. I'm like, wait, this game's kind of fun. Why did I never play this before? So I played a little bit of that. Um, and then my roommate, uh, Daryush, has been, uh, he like, we were looking at my shelf or whatever. And he's like, oh, you have Last of Us 2. I never played it. I was like, you absolutely need to play it. Um, so this was on Saturday, I think, is when we had this conversation. He like booted it in or whatever and like, played until the late night and then on sunday i woke up like mid-afternoon like like 12 30 and he was like good morning and he was like sitting on the couch like still playing and i'm like holy shit and then so it's funny because i saw i saw you log in on ps5 what uh yesterday like super early and i was like there's no way in hell that's on yeah me. no it's on me it was him i think he like logged his bike out by accident but um so i've been like just watching him play and watching his reactions and everything and i just not even playing the game, but just watching the game, it's fantastic. I'm like, because I w- have been meaning to kind of replay it at some point, um, but I'll I'll take watching it because it's really stressful. And I like, I'm more in it for the story beats than like the actual stress of, you know, avoiding the clickers and shit. Um, but anyways, game is excellent. He's literally playing it as I speak. And I'm like, damn, I have to go record the podcast, but I like want to go back and keep watching what he's doing because he's getting like some good parts. I'm like, I want to see his reactions. Um, but no, a game is so 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 good um but yeah that's pretty much what i've been doing for the past month now that we're almost 30 minutes into the episode i think it's time (laughs) to get into some news shall we yes let's dive right in um so we've got lots of news some old some new some fresh hot off the presses um but let's jump into some of the entertainment news and we will start with disney continuing to hate pixar which is a little dramatic but you know you could probably guess the uh the article here um so are we still yeah everything's good yeah uh okay no okay sorry so um all right so here's the deal turning red is no longer hitting theaters it is going straight to disney plus unfortunately not premier access again it's going to be for free on March 11th, uh, uh, 2022, obviously, this year. Uh, so it was pushed over from, 
what was going to be a theatrical release like normal and then came over to Disney+. Plus. So this comes from Inside the Magic, number one clickbait, clickbait Disney blog on the internet. Um, no one's spoiling Spider-Man, Ryan, to relax. Uh, so <laughs> there is a... There oh. is a... Also, also recently delayed Book of Boba Fett live premiere for similar reasons because of Omicron. Oh, like the red carpet premiere? Oh, maybe the red carpet premiere. Okay. Turning Red is still slated for a Friday, March 11, 2022 nationwide release. A press release from Disney Plus Media Relations today dropped the news. Um, and that was January 7th. So that was a little over a week ago. So um, either way, Turning Red looks fantastic, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know, for those that haven't seen the trailer, the little blurb here says, uh, the Pixar film Turning Red follows a confident yet dorky 13-year-old girl named uh, Maylee. Uh, Maylee. May has an overbearing mother, and her interests are changing. Her body is growing, and whenever she gets too excited, just about every moment of her teenage life, she turns into a giant red panda. Um, <laughs> and it looks like a very cute movie. Um, and I don't know, it looks very interesting. It looks a lot more interesting, in my opinion, than, like, Soul looked, um, I mean, it looks it's, kind of Luca-ish. Yeah. I was just gonna um, say, it's actually, the third Pixar movie that has gotten the shaft in this way. Well, right, and that's, and that's the crux of the issue, right? So this is now Soul, Luca, and Turning Red have all gone straight to, uh, Disney+. Plus. Now, thinking more about this, I don't know if i'm entirely against it because if you remember at the start of the pandemic trolls was the one of the trolls world tour i think the third movie in the franchise mm. um went straight to straight to digital and actually went straight to on demand yeah and but it was still like 20 made, bucks or whatever they made a shitload of money i mean yeah. it was like ridiculous right so i think that maybe the thought here is that disney tries to use that to push for more subscribers um, which I agree. It, it's unfortunate that you know pick, the Pixar folks don't get to see their movies in the theaters like they used to. Yeah. I think that kind of sucks because there is an experience with seeing a, a movie in a movie theater. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Especially um, like since uh, Encanto came out in theaters as normal, like it's it came out in Disney Plus a month after, but it still had its theatrical right. run. And also like they're, you know they're citing Omicron variant, which is valid for right now. But also, the spike, just as quickly as it went up, is going down. Not to get too deep you into better that. better bite kind of your damn tongue. But, like, I mean, yeah, knock on wood, right? But the movie's not coming out until March. To delay it, to make the decision now, it's, like, almost like they were just looking for an excuse to do this again after already doing the same thing with Soul and Luca. It's, like, who knows where we'll be I... in March? I disagree with you, and I'll tell you why. Mm. Because to market a movie like this, you need a solid 60-day runway to be able to successfully market a movie coming like this coming to theaters, right? That's true. So there's been a couple trailers. There's usually a huge marketing push. There's billboards. There's merchandise. There's I mean, the merchandise is still going to come, right? Yeah. But there's billboards. There's you know advertisements. There's um, maybe even a Super Bowl advertisement, you know, maybe not mm. for a Pixar movie this like like this, but you know, there's all these different decisions that have to be made. Now, maybe they don't run as big of an ad campaign and instead say, Hey, okay, well now it's Disney Plus and Turning Red gets molded right into that, right? Where it's yeah. subscribe to Disney Plus. We have Book of Boba Fett, we've got um, you know, the Proud the New Proud Family show, we've got all this other stuff coming out. Oh, and we've got day one release. Not even in theaters, day one on Disney Plus, turning red, you know, whatever else comes out. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I agree with I you. Know. I think it's a shitty move. I agree with you. However, I just think that 
Um, it, this is purely like a marketing play that they're doing, where yeah, they've got to make some tough decisions, and they have to make the game, you know, the game day decision now, as opposed to February first. Because if if it, if it was like with two weeks to go, Turning Red is coming to Disney Plus instead of theaters, that yeah. becomes like a March twenty twenty conversation where you've got movies on the dime, a week left to go, they're going on on demand instead. Where it's just I also- think that this is. Sorry, I was going to say, it's just also weird. Because, like, I would accept it more if it was just a marketing thing. That makes more sense to me than blaming COVID for it, considering nothing else is closing. Like, there's a huge surge of COVID on their cruise ships. The CDC has investigated every single one of the Disney cruise ships. I was supposed to go on a Disney cruise two weeks ago, and I didn't. Not because the cruise was canceled, but because we were like, this is a bad idea. But, like, that's not been canceled. The parks are still all open. No other movie is being relegated to streaming because of COVID. Why is it only this singular Pixar movie that they're like, oh, that's crazy. Omicron's so bad. Well, we're going to put so this hold on, on Disney Plus, so but hold nothing on. else. Here's the official... Like, I should have read this. Here's the official statement uh, from Disney Plus. So this is Disney Media and Entertainment Distribution announced that Disney and Pixar are turning red exclusively in homes worldwide, blah, blah, blah. Disney Plus subscribers around the world enthusiastically embraced Pixar's Academy Award-winning soul and the critically acclaimed Luca when they premiered exclusively on the service, and we look forward to bringing them Pixar's next incredible feature film, Turning Red, said Kareem Daniel, chairman of Disney Media and Entertainment Distribution. Quote, given the delayed box office recovery, particularly for family films, flexibility remains at the core of our distribution decisions as we prioritize delivering the unparalleled content of the Walt Disney Company audiences around the world. So they didn't mention COVID at all. It's the media that's mentioning COVID, you- which that, that is COVID directly, but not like a surge mm-hmm. in. So I fell for the same shit. Once again, clickbait capital of the world. We're going to stop using the side of the magic. I'm tired of this shit. Um, I guess. So, oh, right, I didn't realize that this wasn't a quote from the, from the press yeah. release. That's just them saying. Right in the caution. first paragraph, I have an abundance of caution due to the surge in the spread of the COVID-19 Omicron variant. Disney and Pixar have opted for a pandemic-friendly streaming release. That's their words, not... Uh, ah, I see. That's their words, not... Uh, maybe Julie Omicron. brings up a good point. Like, maybe Encanto... She brings up a very good point. ...didn't, didn't perform that well in theaters, and that's why it was put on Disney Plus after a month. But, like, does it... I mean, maybe maybe it is. It's increased marketing costs to market a movie specifically that's going to theaters, and it probably costs money to do all the distribution deals or whatever with all the theaters, rather than just throwing it up on on Disney Plus and not worrying about any of that. Yeah. I don't know. It's shitty, regardless. Like it's I feel oh, bad well, it for the sucks. Pixar it folks. sucks for the Pixar. Yeah, it yeah. sucks for the Pixar employees. It equally sucks for the the people that were involved in like Dune, right? Because that was a. I mean, think about all the HBO Max movies, right? Like yeah. the Matrix, the Matrix, really? Like that? That was a huge like homecoming for those for those people that worked on that movie. Yeah. And for Keanu Reeves and all these people that haven't been in a Matrix movie in how many years? Space Jam. I mean, right? Like you would have had pretty, even though both were <laughs> arguably bad Not movies. Right? Yeah. I haven't seen the Matrix, but I saw Space Jam. It was bad. Um, but you know, probably at this point, it's it's one of those things where you would imagine that theaters would be pretty packed for those movies. Yeah. And instead, they were on HBO Max day one. So sucks for Warner Brothers employees as well. I so. mean, they were still in theaters. They still had a theatrical run. They were just also on HBO Max. So yeah, but I'll tell you the what, box the, office numbers. Excuse me. Right, and it, and lessen the the wow factor. Right, like a lot of people are like, oh, I'm gonna stream it tonight, being like Friday night or whatever it comes out. Yeah, and less less people are like, oh, I'm gonna go sit in the theater. Right, I mean, yeah. And to be so. honest, like, it's funny the people that like Dune versus people that thought it was not that great. 
almost always the people that thought it weren't great or wasn't that great were the people that watched it at home and the people that thought it was great watched it in a theater. And, like, that movie specifically needed to be experienced on the biggest screen possible. And I'm glad right. that we were able to watch it in the IMAX theater that we did, like, the day before Shang-Chi came out, basically. Like, it was the last <laughs> IMAX showing that they had for that movie. And I hope it comes out in IMAX again, because I would like to see it again, but I know that watching it at home is not going to hit the same. Yeah. So. Well, and then just to play devil's advocate, one more thing before we move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Look at Spider-Man No Way Home. It crushed the box office, right? Yeah. So that's also proof that a movie with a fan base and an audience that's willing to come out will still do well Yeah. if it's a big enough IP. And Encanto, Luca, Soul, um, Turning Red, all these movies are just not... They're they're one-off IPs. They're the Pixar Disney specials where they're brand new IPs. And they want to make a standing for themselves. And that's kind of hard to do. Sorry, I'm looking up the Encanto at the box office. Uh, budget was between 120 and 150 million. And the box office was 223 million. Um, which I guess isn't a total flop. But well, it's funny because in my head, what's a comparable I, movie like Moana? I haven't even, well, I guess, but I haven't, I haven't even seen it. But my thought was Coco, right? Because yeah, it's a musical, it's um, you know, very colorful animated movie. And like, I like I said, consider Coco a musical. Moana's a musical. Coco has music. What? It's not a musical. Coco, really? Coco has just music. as much of a musical as Moana. Is it actually though? Think about it. I I don't know. I I wouldn't. If you're gonna consider Moana a musical, it's no because Moana like actually has like musical numbers. There's no musical numbers in Coco. Am I what? Am oh, I mad? Are you drunk? What musical numbers there in Coco? Remember me, uh, Yorona. Um, what's the other song? Uh, El Poco Loco or uh, not, not El Poco Loco? Uh, Un Poco Loco. They're all musicals. Yeah, You're a clown. It's that's like saying that a movie on a, about a band. I guess like I wouldn't. I don't, I don't know. I would consider what's that? Rocket Man to be a musical, but I wouldn't consider Bohemian Rhapsody to be a musical because Bohemian Rhapsody just had performances. Like, uh, they were on stage, right. as opposed to, like, yes. an actual musical number where they all came in, there's a choreographed dancing and stuff. There was no, like... Like, in Moana, when they're doing the musical parts, the musical bits, and there's songs, like, everyone's dancing, they come together, and they pass along things, and it's, like, a number, and then it breaks. And it's very, like, Lion King. Like, there's a number. It's a, it's a, it's a thing. That doesn't happen in Coco. Like, they sing. Yes, there's music. It's a movie about music, but that doesn't really so, happen. So, okay, 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 okay. Hold on. Am so I wrong Moana here? Am I bur- stupid? <laughs> Yeah, Coco's music is performed in the movie, like Rita's saying, whereas Moana, they just burst into song. It's different. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, but I never, I wouldn't consider. Anyway, regardless, I am personally, I am personally not sold on it, but I understand both of your comments. That's just that's what I'm saying. See, Julie understands. Well, Julie's partner understands. Um, Coco made 800 million at the box office. Moana made 645 million to put Encanto's numbers in perspective, and that's probably why it was dumped onto Disney Plus as fast as it was. <laughs> dumped. I mean, realistically, they it came out Thanksgiving it, and went, weekend, oh. and they were like, "Here it is on Christmas." 
Like, which was smart because a lot of people are looking for like a Christmas movie, and yeah. what better way to celebrate Christmas than with Disney? Movies? Yeah. So realistically, that's probably what's driven the decision. They're like, why would we spend that much money in marketing to get people into theaters when they're clearly not going to theaters for Encanto, which was heavily marketed? And they were like, yo, we got Lin Manuel Miranda on this one, and didn't make that much. So they're like, we're not going to bother. Just put Turning Red on on Disney Plus. So. Anyways, enough about that. We've literally spent 10 minutes talking about that, and it's not even the biggest news of the night. Water and musicals. That's what this episode's about. <laughs> well, the water God. piece is the pre-show, but... All right. Uh, all right, let's... Oh, you want to go to the next one? Sorry. Uh, yeah, just... I mean, this is not really anything to discuss, but the Moon Knight trailer, if you haven't watched it yet, go watch it. I think it looks fantastic. I'm super excited for this show. In a way, like, I was already a little bit excited because I'm like, ooh, Oscar Isaac, but now after watching his trailer, I'm like, yo, this looks really good. So, uh, what? Julie said. Also, internally, Pixar is treated as the stepchild because of who used to own it. You mean because of John Lasseter? Oh, even though he didn't really own it. Mm. Anyway, mm. burn Bob Chapek to the ground. <laughs> uh, the, the Bob Chapek's empire. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's oh, not John because Steve Steve Jobs. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, what's wrong I, with I was Steve like, Jobs? What? I was like, Steve John Lasseter did? didn't own it. I mean, Steve Jobs owned it, but. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was it was Steve Jobs' baby, kind of in a way. Yeah, but like, okay, so why? why Wait, so you're saying Jobs? they were always treated as a stepchild, like before any of this Disney Plus drama, even though they're the only ones that won the awards at the Oscars year after year, time after time. Toy Story one, two, three, and four both rated like ninety nine percent or one hundred percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Come on now. Him and I- him and Eisner used to butt heads, and Jobs was in position to buy Disney before he passed. Oh, interesting. interesting. Well, good news. Whoops. He's dead, and Michael Eisner's out of the picture. So what's the deal? Put movies in theaters. Mm-hmm. All right. Go watch the Moon Knight um, trailer if you haven't already. <laughs> let's jump into game. Yeah, it's unfortunate that yes. uh, that Pixar's treated like that. But yes, let's let's continue on. All right, so for the hot news for gaming, I'm going to barrel through this one pretty quickly because it's uh, the first general news item that we have, and it is about Ubisoft+. Plus. Uh, so, Amit <laughs> said, y'all can't really think of any better names than Plus. Uh, <laughs> true. It's true. So, this one comes from The Verge. Uh, Ubisoft is bringing its Ubisoft Plus subscription service to Xbox in the future and announcing that Rainbow Six Extraction will be coming to Xbox Game Pass at launch. Uh, Ubisoft Plus originally launched for PC and includes access to more than 100 Ubisoft games, including titles like Far Cry 6, for $14.99 per month. Ubisoft isn't exactly... Announcing exactly when its subscription service will arrive on Xbox, only that it will be coming to Xbox in the future. According to Ubisoft Community Manager Daniel O'Connor, Microsoft... Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Daniel O'Connor, period. Microsoft added EA's Play's, uh, EA's Play subscription service to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and PC Game Pass in 2020, but Ubisoft says Ubisoft Plus on Xbox, quote, will be a separate subscription from Game Pass. Well, Who so, was EA, so was EA at the time, so... I, I, so it's funny. Well, we'll get to, we'll get to it later, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if EA or uh, Microsoft just kind of gobbled this up and just included it with Game Pass. Yeah. I mean, um, Game Pass itself is 15 bucks a month. Why would you pay an additional 15 bucks a month for lackluster games with the library? Like, I mean, not even lackluster library. games. Like, like, okay. So you get the Far Cry games, maybe the Assassin's Creed games, 15 bucks a month for, the price of whatever six months, maybe you can probably buy hard copies of all those games. Or for the price of a choice. month, you, I guarantee you can buy Assassin's Creed Odyssey for fifteen bucks if you really try hard. Uh, I'm talking about every one of those games. Far oh, Cry, like three, yeah. four, five, six. Yeah, yeah. Like so, Ubi- Ubisoft, Ubisoft, Ubisoft games don't Ubisoft? hold value. 
is no, what I'm don't. getting at. Like versus, if you buy a Ubisoft game at launch, you're asking to be annoyed in less than two months. Literally two months, you will find it for like thirty percent off at bare minimum. Far Cry uh, Six came out in October, and it was as low as ni- it's actually still is. I think as low as nineteen ninety nine. So it's like it just doesn't like they are that is way overvalued, and it's gonna be really hard. It's gonna be a hard sell for Xbox players if they're already paying for Game Pass to be like. Why would I spend the same amount of money for significantly less valuable games, let's say? Yeah. Sure, congratulations uh, to to them and their bad name, I guess. Ubisoft Plus. I don't know where the whole Plus era came out, but Disney Plus started, I think. I think that was the first one. And then Apple TV Plus. TV Plus and Paramount Plus and it's just too many pluses. PlayStation PlayStation Plus was around for the actually yeah, PlayStation Plus was first. Yeah, it's true. PlayStation, ever the pioneer. On that note, we're very happy to announce What the Funcast Plus, where you get (laughs) pictures of Ahmed in his most unflattering uh, views for the low, low price of $14.99 a month. Subscribe now on our Patreon. That doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, let's jump into PlayStation news. We're getting close. All right. No, Julie. No NFTs. (laughs) (laughs) Not NFTs. No. WTFC NFT. All right. Um, this one comes directly from the PlayStation <laughs> blog. Uh, this one actually is kind of older news, but I don't think it was really discussed too in depth. Like I don't remember seeing too much hype about it on social media. There's so not much. For y'all. There's not much to talk about. Yeah, it's fair enough. Um, PlayStation VR two and PlayStation VR two Sense controller were announced at the CES show 2020. Um, so this one comes directly from the blog. I'm just gonna scan through here or skim through here. Um, PSVR two takes VR gaming to a whole new level, enabling a greater sense of presence. Blah blah blah. All the marketing talk. Um, here's the meat and potatoes. Uh, visual fidelity, uh, let's see, for a higher fidelity visual experience, PSVR 2 offers 4K HDR, 110 degree field of view, for those watching at home, 90 degrees is your peripheral vision, 110 degrees goes a little bit behind you, so it's really immersive. Um, so you get, you know, full peripheral there. Foveated rendering, I don't know what that actually means, but I think it has something to do with eye tracking, which they talk about a little bit later. Um, it has an OLED display, which means, you know, OLED displays are a little bit fancier than your typical screen. The black uh, colors on the screen, or the pixels can turn themselves off, which means you get like perfect blacks, um, very high definition stuff, all that fun stuff. Um, and a resolution of 2000 by 2040 pixels per eye, with smooth ra- frame rates of at least 90 uh, and up to 120 hertz. Um, you get headset-based controller tracking, so no longer do you have to put the PS camera on top of your TV. Uh, to like track where you are, there's cameras on the headset it's, uh, itself, which is kind of commonplace these days with VR headsets, um, particularly the Oculus Quest 2. Um, and you get new sensory features. So PSVR 2 Sense technology combines eye tracking, headset feedback, 3D audio, and innovative sense controller uh, to create an incredibly deep feeling of immersion. Headset feedback is a new sensory feature that amplifies the sensation of in-game action from the player. It's created by a single built-in motor with vibrations that add an intelligent tactile element, bringing players closer to the gameplay experience. For example, players can feel a character's elevated pulse during tense moments, the rush of objects passing close to the character's head, or the thrust of a vehicle as the character speeds forward. Um, additionally, PS5's Tempest 3D audio tech makes the players make sorry makes sounds in the player's surroundings come alive, adding to this level of immersion. Um, and then finally, the eye tracking so it tracks the motion of your eyes. So a simple look in a specific direction can create a uh, an additional input for the video game character. This allows players to interact more intuitively in new and lifelike ways, allowing for a heightened emotional response and enhanced expression. It's really dramatic. Um, 
So in terms of how this compares to something like the Oculus Quest 2, which is a completely, you know, there's no console that you connect to, it's a completely wireless system. Um, this unfortunately still does have a wire, it still has to plug into the PS5, which is kind of a downside, um, especially if you're, you know, if it's as immersive as the teams, you don't want to be like, you know, turning all the way around and suddenly you're tripping over the wire. Um, but it's obviously powered by the PS5's hardware, so as opposed to, you know, the built-in hardware inside the Quest, so you'll get a little bit more, um, I guess, better fidelity graphics-wise. Uh, Obviously, it's higher resolution. Um, the field of view is much wider than the than the Oculus Quest 2, and the controllers are obviously a little bit different. Assuming they have the same technology in the existing DualSense controller, where the haptic the haptic feedback is very like HD, and you can feel individual raindrops, will probably be the same thing for those controllers as well. Um, and you'll get the sorry, uh, you'll get the um, I believe you get actually I don't know if it has adaptive triggers. They didn't mention that. Yeah, it does. The controllers do. It does. Oh, sorry. That's yes. the haptic feedback yeah. by single actuator per unit. Okay, so yes, you do get the haptic triggers, um, which is always a fun, fun uh, feature. But yeah, I don't know. We didn't get to see what it looks like or anything like that. Um, it was just kind of a, a announcement that it's happening and there's technology behind it. And they also announced a exclusive game called Horizon Call of the Mountain, um, which obviously stems from the Horizon uh, franchise. Um, this original game is being built specifically for PSVR 2 and it'll open the doors for players to go deeper deeper into the world of Horizon. Um, so this looks interesting. I, Paul and I both own PSVRs. I think you've basically resigned yours to the closet after you getting <laughs> your Oculus Quest 2. Um, yeah, it's just, it's like when you've but, experienced wireless VR, it's just, it's like night and day. I mean, it's just, and that's like the biggest drawback with this is that it's wired. So yeah. I think my my two cents on it, it's going to be, I'm sure it'll be groundbreaking. I'm sure it'll be really advanced. And then Facebook will announce, uh, or whatever, Meta, will announce <laughs> the Oculus Quest 3 or the Oculus Quest Pro or something like that. And it'll have this and then more. And then it'll probably be cheaper. And yeah. that, that's exactly what happened with PSVR. So, um, and the cord, you don't realize how annoying the cord is until you have no cord. And then you're like, whoa, I can move and like not mentally worry about like, okay, who am I falling into or whatever? And then you've got your guardian that you can make. So if you like step out of the guardian, it warns you. I mean, guardian being like uh, basically like a virtual playpen, where it's like you correct, step out of a, bounds. a virtual playpen. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. It's it's exciting, um, but I think I'll probably sit this one out. I'll see. I mean, I never invested in PSVR one officially until it was like randomly on sale, and I was like, all right, I guess <laughs> I'll buy QVC? it. Yeah, it was like ninety bucks on QVC. I'm like, all right, I'll buy something from. The shopping channel, I guess, for the first time in my life. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I that was wild. I can't play anything besides like Beat Saber and Tetris and VR, just because I, I don't know. Until they put fans inside the VR headset to like cool my face down, it's just not gonna. It's not realistic. There's only so much ginger <laughs> I can eat to curb the nausea. Nausea? Oh my god! Nausea? Not nausea. ginger. Nausea. There we go. No VR chat for me. No. No thanks. <laughs> Y'all can keep it. Y'all can keep it. But yeah, ginger apparently should... helps with uh, with VR sickness. I did not know that. Yeah, you should uh, you should take the next one here. Okay. Oh, because you want the big one? That's fine. I um, mean, you can take the big one if you want. We can both just... take the big one. It's okay. But you can you can initially talk about it. That's fine. I'll take these ones. Um, so still ah, still in the PlayStation realm of things, Naughty Dog has been busy. Um, also at CES, Naughty Dog's Neil Druckmann teased that the company's up. Uh, te sorry, teased the up companies. Wow. Let me just. <laughs> 
teased the up companies? <laughs> Naughty Dogs. Neil Druckmann teased the company's upcoming games. There we go. We're dying to, sorry, quote, we're dying to share with you the multiple game projects we have in the works at Naughty Dog, Druckmann teased, uh, nothing to share, or nothing else to share, unfortunately. But, dot, 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 um, and that one came from uh, GameSpot, but this one comes from Video Games Chronicle. Um, a PlayStation 5 remake of the original Last of Us game is nearing completion could be released in the second half of 2022. That's according to industry insider Tom Henderson, whose claims match information VGC has received via our own sources. Uh, heard from multiple people now that the TLOU remake is nearly finished and could release during the latter half of 2022, Henderson tweeted. Uh, Naughty Dog is also known to be developing its first standalone multiplayer game, which could be the result of Last of Us Part 2's delayed online mode having been expanded into its own title. That's not exactly confirmed, but we'll see. Um, Henderson claims that the studio is also making a Last of Us Part 2 director's cut. Uh, I've heard they are coming too, but don't know exactly when slash how. Um, so, yeah, exciting things on the horizon for Naughty Dog. I don't know. Maybe it'll be a new Uncharted game. It probably won't be, but I can dream. It's fine. Still got to do that Uncharted replay. Oh, my God. You haven't started that yet? No. <laughs> when would I have started that? I don't know. Maybe over the last three weeks that you weren't recording? I was busy. I was watching National Lampoon's I didn't Christmas have, Vacation. I didn't have internet last week. The week before that was just, I don't know, whatever. Leave me alone. <laughs> I, yeah, no, it, it, I, I'm only kidding. So I think it's interesting still that they're talking about remaking The Last of Us Part 1. Um, not yes. surprising The Last of Us Part 2 director's cut. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think I'm good. I mean, if they remade Last of Us like as like a real remake, maybe I'd play it again just they, to see how... Yeah. They've already well remastered it, it once. I'm assuming a remake yeah, they, would just include the mechanics from the second one and the first one. Right, or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. that's what I would think, too. So, um, Director's Cut would probably be just like Ghost of Tsushima, where <laughs> there's no DLC to include, <laughs> but yeah. I, I guess it would include fancy graphics and uh, DualSense triggers. Yeah, probably. Because so. the only PS5 upgrade that I got was up to 60 FPS, and that's about it. It still looks great. Right. Like It's not like the game looks, looks bad by any means, but I was like, ooh, maybe they'll put ray tracing in. Nope. The Naughty Dog engine is too nice anyway. It doesn't need ray tracing. Could, yeah. Could fool no, me. It could. Could could fool these eyes very easily. <laughs> all right. We are 54 minutes into the show. The moment. We have the biggest piece of news here. We've all been waiting uh, for. So for those of you that have been staring at the background for 54 minutes and actually no longer because we did the pre-show. So oh, yeah. I forgot to put that know, in the background. However, however long it's been right that we've been recording. Um, but yeah, if you've seen, and you've seen the news today, uh, Microsoft has been on a shopping spree. A shopping spree that I would love to have like 1% of. Um, and they have now made their biggest acquisition yet. And they've acquired Activision Blizzard. Uh, which is insane. I mean, it's yeah. like... It's one of those things where it's like, mm, what's on my bingo card? I could see Microsoft buying Ubisoft. I could see Microsoft buying... I don't know, maybe EA. Square Enix, EA, any smaller company. Yeah, Square Enix. That was the big that was the big uh, rumor, right? Yep. And it's like, no, no, no. Microsoft is buying Activision Blizzard. So now For how much? For sixty eight point seven billion dollars? Was that the number? I just pulled that out of my cheeks. Oh, I thought it was seventy something. I don't know. I just like but it's it was it a was lot. pretty damn close. Yeah, it was a lot of money. Which, so for context, hold on. There's a, there's a few contextual elements here as to ha just how much that is. Uh, Microsoft, when they bought 
Bethesda. Oh yeah, hold on. Logan sent this to us. But they bought Bethesda for seven point five billion, and at the time, that was the biggest transfer so of money, change of money in gaming industry. Hold on, Jeff Keighley, Jeff Keighley tweeted this, right? Okay. So, Jeff Keighley, if you're wondering about how, about other big name, big game companies that would, could be acquired, here's who remains and their market caps. The biggest one left is EA at $38 billion. Take-Two at $18 billion. Nexon at $15 billion. I'm not sure what they do. Nexon um, is Bandai like Nam- South Korean gaming. They did MapleStory. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Bandai Namco, $15 billion. Embracer, $10.8 billion. I'm not sure who they are. Netmarble seven billion, Ubisoft seven billion, Konami six billion, Square Enix five point six billion, Capcom four point nine billion, Sega three point six billion. So Activision was hands down the most like expensive acquisition, pretty much possible. Literally, the only thing that would be bigger is if they bought Sony or Nintendo. Like <laughs> yeah. genuinely, like that is how insanely, unfathomably huge this deal is. Like mind-boggling i did not wake up this morning expecting to see this i like actually woke I up and like either. there was a bunch of notifications on my phone i'm like i'm not gonna look at this i have like three meetings back to back this morning i'm just gonna do these meetings and then i got out of the meetings and i finally catch up on my messages i'm like what like yeah it was it was wild we were losing <sighs> our minds this morning i mean if you look at uh and i'll put this picture in the chat here Logan sent us this picture, and it's like refreshed view of uh, the future of Xbox of like thing. All the, yeah, the future of Xbox thing. I mean, it's 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 pretty insane when you look at this, and like some of this stuff jumps out. Oh man, I hope they bring back Toys for Bob because I think Toys for Bob was recently disbanded. Um, but I hope they put them back together again because I don't know if they're actually they mentioned disbanded. Toys for Bob in the in the Xbox press release. Yeah, yeah, but so, I mean, I don't know. so like looking at everything sony has or excuse me xbox or microsoft has right like just going through these names and i don't know if i can associate them very well with all these games but uh 343 industries alpha dog arcane studios Beanox, which Beanox looks like crash team racing remaster bethesda game studios blizzard entertainment compulsion games double fine high moon studios which i think did one of the call of duty games yeah that looks right uh possibly vanguard um id software Infinity Ward, which has also done Call of Duty, In Exile, King, which has Crash Bandicoot. No, King is um, King is the mobile games. That's what I thought. Isn't um, that like Candy Crush? Yeah, I don't know why they have Crash there. Maybe there's a Crash mm. mobile game that I'm not aware of. Um, but sorry, maybe... just to, before you move on, the Arcane did Dishonored and Deathloop. Um, but that that's under Bethesda, I guess. Um, right, correct. Yep. Yeah, and then it is Doom, obviously, and that's also under Bethesda, but okay. Continue. Right, and the Bethesda Game Studios is uh, Starfield, Alpha Dog. I don't know what that is. Some weird looking gorilla man. Yeah, I don't um, know what that is. Comp- what's Compulsion Games? Uh, I could look. Oh, that game is. Um... Oh, they they showed it off. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what it's called, called, but I recognize the thing. We happy few. We happy few. Yes, that's what that is. Uh, yes, it is. Okay. Um, Double Fine is Psychonauts, High Moon, Id, Infinity Ward, In Exile. In Exile looks like Stalker. Yeah, I think so. I believe. Um, Machine Games. Man. I don't know who that is either. This looked like a good idea in my head, and then here we are. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Oh, Machine Games is uh, Wolfenstein. Ah, Mojang is is Minecraft, obviously. Ninja Theory is Hellblade. Um, Obsidian is that new game, uh, well, the picture here, Avowed. But they also uh, did uh, The Outer Worlds. 
Correct. Oh, yep. Sorry. Yeah. Play- Outer Worlds, not Wilds. Worlds. Yes. Correct. Playground Games. That's uh, Forza. Forza. Yeah. What's that game though? Is that Fable? I have no idea, but I'm pretty sure Playground Games. Is no. Forza. That's just. Uh, it's a weird, weird picture for Forza. Yeah. Rare. Oh my gosh. Remember Rare? Rare's game that they haven't showed off in forever. I, I too remember. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> for being honest, I, uh, I forgot the, uh, I forgot what, the, what it is. Raven Games. So I'm glad I just looked them up. Raven Software is known for Call of Duty as well. Uh, so that's interesting. But huh. Rare, obviously, a bit. Like I'm assuming, do they do like the zombies mode specifically? Because that's this little picture looks like. Uh, maybe. Roundhouse Studios. Oh, sorry. I was thinking of Roundhouse, not or I was looking at the screen for Roundhouse, not for Raven. Never mind. Yeah, it looks like Roundhouse Studio uh, is coming with uh, what well, came with the portfolio at Bethesda. So, um, it looks like they did Prey Two, Roundhouse. Yes, yeah. Sledgehammer Games. That's another one that's part of Bethe- uh, part of Activision. Oh, Sledgehammer Games. Yeah, they did uh, Call of Duty Vanguard, so the most recent one. Mm-hmm. Um, Tango Gameworks. They did The Evil Within and Ghostwire Tokyo. Okay, cool. Uh, the Coalition did, has done a number of games, I believe, including uh, Gears of War. <laughs> and Logan Gamertag. Yes, <laughs> yes. The Initiative. Why is that ringing a bell? The Initiative. Uh, I don't know. Let's look it up. Initiative. Let's find out. Video game developer did... Uh, that's none of this is helping. <laughs> Perfect Dark, there. It Perfect is. Dark. Okay. Twist for Bob did the Spyro remaster. Treyarch does Call of Duty games. Turn Ten does the Forza Motorsport games, not the Forza Horizon games. Yes. Uh, Un- Undead Labs does. Uh, wow, the way that game totally just slipped my brain. The hell is that game State called? State of the Decay. Game. State of Decay. Um, World's Edge? What the hell is World's Edge? I, World's... I would imagine. It, this almost looks like Civ something. I don't know, actually, what that is. Uh, Age of Empires 4. Oh, okay. I was close. Uh, yes, you were very close. Uh, Zenimax Online, uh, being part of the, um... Bethesda. What do you call it? Bethesda. And then Xbox Game Studios Publishing. Oh, that's that... <laughs> the, the little artwork there is, uh, that game that they announced that it's <laughs> slipping my brain... Xbox Game Studio Publishing. I like to know what you're talking about. Here, I'm just gonna share this uh, this link so y'all can look at this. We should have shared this earlier in the chat with y'all. Oh yeah, Xbox Game Studio Publishing. It's just like all the Xbox games, but yeah, pretty neat graphics just to show the breadth of uh, of what Xbox has in there. Yeah, in like there. it's borderline scary because like if they could drop this amount of money, like really casually, it seems like. What's to stop them from buying up all the other ones that were on that list that we just named? Like seventy billion dollars. Like why not I mean, just buy Sega much... while you're at it? Why not buy Nintendo? Yeah. Why not buy Sony? <laughs> like, so it's what? funny to me because well, a couple thoughts here, and we didn't even make it through the whole article, but uh, we can we can I mean, marathon. I mean, we pretty yeah, much talked about lot. most of it. Yeah. So here, why don't we? I'll marathon through this this little blurb here, and then we can talk about some of our thoughts. Hmm. Um. It is incredibly exciting to announce. Comes from uh, straight uh, Xbox.com news.xbox.com. Excuse me. It is incredibly exciting to announce that Microsoft has agreed to acquire Activision Blizzard. Over many decades, the studios and teams that make up Activision Blizzard have earned vast wellsprings of joy. 
<laughs> wellsprings of joy okay mm. um and respect from billions of people all over the world we're incredibly excited to have the chance to work with the amazing talented dedicated people across activision publishing blizzard entertainment oh they go on to all of them here yeah all those <laughs> blizzard are just listed <laughs> and and more it looks like yeah. Beanox, demonware digital legends high moon studios infinity ward king major league gaming radical entertainment raven software sledgehammer games toys for bob Treyarch, and every team across activision blizzard until this transaction closes, Activision Blizzard and Microsoft Gaming will continue to operate independently. Once the deal is complete, the Activision Blizzard business will report to me, Phil Spencer, as CEO of Microsoft Gaming. Um, so, it's interesting. There's a couple ways this could be sliced, in my opinion. So, did they take advantage of the turmoil that Activision is under? Right. I mean, think 1, about all the people that have that people that have been like, you know, screw this. Like Activision's dead to me, and like and Blizzard's dead to me. Look at us; we don't play, we haven't played Overwatch in how long now, right? Yeah. Just out of pure spite of everything going on. Yeah. Um, and you look at it now. Did they take the opportunity of like, okay, there's an opportunity at hand here. Let's let's scoop up Activision Blizzard and make them whole again. Um, uh, the Thanos, I'll do this myself. Sort mm -hmm. of grab the gauntlet, and walk over, and take care of it, right? Because then, obviously, an article came out. Um, initially saying that Bobby Kotick would stay on as CEO yeah. and the world simultaneously groaned. And then it came out that I believe from the Wall Street Journal that there's – it was actually a pretty strongly – got to look it up. I think Warrior 64 may have retweeted it, but it was pretty strongly worded of like there's no desire to keep Bobby Kotick on or something like that. Yeah. Um, the way Jason Schreier, good old Jason Schreier put it, was – uh, Bobby Kotick's image matters the most to him, and he doesn't want to go out as having been this disgraced CEO, like amid, amid a whole scandal. So, like he wants to go out on his own terms. It's kind of what it is, but that's not what's happening. He's absolutely being pushed out, and I guarantee you that Phil Spencer went directly to Blizzard's board and was like, "Look, here's the deal: your company's in shambles. You have no goodwill in the community. Like, and the fact that you won't, you know." Bobby was like, I'm going to fix this myself. And it's like, there's nothing for you to fix because you're the cause of the problem. Like, all this happened under your leadership for so long. There's no way for you to fix it. And I think Phil Spender made that very clear to the board. And then they were like, what if we just buy y'all out? And you can still kind of run autonomous. Like, you'll, you'll report to me. But, like, you just get a big payday. Your investment is paid off as investors. And that's it. Right now, it's our problem to deal with, and we'll fix it now because we'll roll it up into Microsoft. And you know, I assume it's we haven't heard anything negative about Xbox Game Studios. I assume that they know how to run things right. well, and maybe they'll they'll bring things up. So I don't know. I feel like of all possible ends to the Blizzard Activision Blizzard saga, this is not one I saw coming for a million miles away. But it's not a bad ending. But it's I like a very fun twist ending. It's the best. It's the best possible, in my opinion. Maybe uh, Xbox has HR. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I sure as hell hope they do. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you you look at it. It's just, I think this is the best possible way it could have ended. Yeah. Um, like, but if it wasn't this, it was the company just crumbling and dissolving, and then being bought by like some other smaller company, and the whole thing changes. But this way, it seems like they can actually implement legitimate changes. Microsoft has. Loads of money, apparently. $70 billion. That is an unfathomable amount of dollars. So but. what I, what I also find funny is that 
like remember when Diablo and and Overwatch went on like indefinite suspension or whatever? It was yep. like indefinitely delayed. Yep. So this this definitely had something to do with that. Um, but what's also interesting to me is that Mikey Barra, uh, Rod Ferguson, I mean, all these like big name Xbox people went to Blizzard and now they're back. <laughs> so Psych. that's also that's also interesting. Um, and Rod Ferguson, I mean, Rod Ferguson worked on Gears of War three. Uh, I believe Gears of War 4, a big Gears of War guy, and all these people are getting sucked back in. So what I also found interesting, and I think Logan had sent this to us, but it was uh, Gary Witta, who is kind of prominent in the oh, yeah. Xbox space because he does the, the Kind of Funny X cast every Saturday morning um, with the Kind of Funny guys, uh, namely Snowbike Mike. Uh, but anyway, it, they do an Xbox podcast, and he said, "If you thought the if you thought that the Ac- Xbox Activision was the biggest gaming news story of the day slash week, just you wait." I don't know how much you know, like I feel I, like he might be trolling. Right. I mean, I like, what the only possible Sony, bigger thing is like Nintendo and Sony joining forces, like a merger or something. That would be the only possible thing. Yeah, I I, I just I don't know. I don't know what else is left. Like if you look at. If you think about, like, there's all these rumors about um, Sony's, like, PS Plus evolution into a Game Pass type of thing, right? Hmm. What does that even look like now? Because you're essentially going to have to wheel and deal with these companies that there's a good chance that Microsoft already owns to get your their game on your subscription platform. Yeah. So this is the- what do you do? Do you go buy Square Enix and Capcom and Sega for $12 billion, the three of them? I mean... You know, but then like yeah. it, it becomes a, a pissing contest of who's gonna acquire who, and does EA gobble up one of these other guys like a Capcom? And I don't know, it's just it's just strange. It yeah. the whole acquisition thing. I will say Microsoft kind of started this whole thing with acquiring all these little studios, and they acquired Double Fine, they acquired all these little studios. They're basically Disneying um, the gaming industry in the same way that Disney did the to the movie industry. Right, and like buying Bethesda was the check, and then buying Activision was the checkmate. I mean, it's like, yeah. As lo- and now, granted, one thing that we haven't talked about either is that the Activision deal has to go through the regulatory and it has to get approved and all that stuff, right? Yeah. So there's a chance it could get shot down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just phenomenal. I did not think waking up on a Tuesday morning that I'd be going ballistic over over uh, an acquisition of. Activision Blizzard. However, the fact that you know they're looking to throw out Bobby Kotick is uh, is great because yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's what kind of what he deserves. Yeah, and I mean he's like yeah he's get thrown out or whatever. It's what he deserves, but like he's still gonna live a very comfortable life. Like that man has oh, money yeah. beyond our wildest dreams. So like, don't feel yeah, too he bad. He's not gonna be homeless. Like no, he'll he'll no. be just fine. Um, yeah. Just, just fascinating, absolutely wild. So, like the future that I'm afraid of with this, like, and like I was already kind of afraid of this with Bethesda. I'm like, damn, that's a big acquisition. And then this happens, like, holy shit! Like, yes, in the short term, it's exciting because, like, ooh, like we're thinking, ooh, what are all these games are getting on Game Pass now? But like, in the long term, like, what does this mean for the future of the gaming industry as a whole? Does Microsoft continue to make these big purchases? Does Sony join suit? And then just all of a sudden, you just have two giant companies that own ninety percent of the gaming thing, and you either have like. You're playing a Microsoft game, you're playing a Sony game, or you're playing a Nintendo game or an indie game, and it's just four categories. Like, there's right. no, there's nothing else besides indies. Because if you're a big company, you're being gobbled up by Microsoft or Sony. 
like unless Nintendo starts making acquisitions, which I doubt will happen. But who knows? Stranger things have occurred like this today because I don't think anyone saw this coming. I certainly didn't know. But nope, I 100% agree. And it's funny because I'm sitting here and Capcom is trending. Why is Capcom trending? I don't know. Nintendo's trending too, and I'm like afraid to click on it. Did they get bought? Wait. I know. I know. No, I no, think it's it's more so people just like, what does Nintendo do now? Yeah. Just it's crazy to think about. I Jeff Keighley just tweeted an hour ago. Consider this: Nintendo's market cap is fifty three point seven nine billion, fifteen billion less than the Activision deal. I don't even think Activision Blizzard's market cap was that high. I don't actually know. Sorry, <laughs> I mean, imagine. Could you imagine a Nintendo Game Pass? <laughs> I mean, that's what we wanted all this time. Yeah, um, how do you see someone's market it's cap? True. <laughs> market cap. Okay, Activision so, Blizzard's market cap was sixty-four billion. Yeah. So the yeah. Just what a wild time. Very wild. All right. Well, speaking of Game Pass, we have some Game Pass updates <laughs> that we can go through <laughs> before the end of the episode. Um. You want to go yes, through this? Should I? Can. Sure, eat, eat your trail mix, um, and I will run through these. So, uh, coming soon to Xbox Game Pass, we've got a double hitter. Say it again? I was, I was going to say, you want to do one of them, and I'll do the other one? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, so, coming soon, we'll do the January 4th edition. Um, then there's an update on top of that, uh, January 18th. So, yeah. coming to Game Pass in January. So, all these coming soon ones are officially out as of today. For in the in our yes. video reading. Yes, correct. So, I'm not even go through uh, dates since they're all up. So... Uh, Ember is coming to cloud console and PC. Goragoa, which this game looks weird as hell. Um, but yeah, it is a very interesting looking game. Coming to cloud console and PC. Olesia is coming to cloud console and PC. I keep the reading Olesia as Ouija, like Ouija board. And I'm like, ooh, a horror game. And it's not that's that. How, that's how my brain saw it too. <laughs> um, Outer Wilds, not to be confused with the Outer Worlds, coming to cloud console and PC. The Pedestrian, which I talked about a little while ago, uh, formerly exclusive to PC and PS5, um, now looks like it has its exclusive es- exclusive exclusivity. Excuse me, is up and it's on uh, a Game Pass now, cloud console and PC. The Anacrisis, Anacrusis, Anacrusis is coming to uh, is here now on console and PC. Mass Effect: The Legendary Edition, which is the remaster of all three games, is on console and PC. You're welcome. I almost bought it, but I didn't, so now it's on Game Pass. <laughs> um, Spelunky 2 is on console and PC, and that's it. So Ahmed will take us through the yeah. others. I'm just trying to look through. I was really excited for the Anacrusis because it looked like an interesting game from the trailers, and then the reviews came in, and it was like this is garbage. So I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. Which is unfortunate because there's so many of these like four-player co-op games that have come out in recent memory that don't seem to be that great. Like Outriders, yeah. Back for Blood. I guess Back for Blood is not bad, but... Um, I still want to try Back for Blood. I feel like it's not terrible. It's not bad at all. Daryush has been playing it quite a bit, and he's enjoying it. Like It's just that it's not super innovative. It literally, literally is just Left 4 Dead remastered. Um, but it's still fun. Uh, I also downloaded Mass Effect Legendary Edition to maybe finally play through those games because I never got through the original trilogy. I am so happy that that's on Game Pass because I was very tempted to get it like over Black Friday for like mm. twenty four bucks, twenty three bucks, and then dropped down to like seventeen ninety nine. I'm like, no, 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 I'm gonna hold the line. <laughs> hold the line, boys. Hold on for your life. All right, and this one update or this update is from today, actually, as of nine a.m. 
Um, so a few games are out right now, and then a few games are coming down the line. So let's go through them. Uh, Danganronpa, Trigger Happy, Trigger Happy Havoc Anniversary Edition is coming to cloud console and PC. Nobody Saves the World coming to cloud console and PC, available day one with Game Pass. So it just came out today. Uh, and then coming soon, we have Death's Door, which is a game that I bought on Steam, but will be promptly returning because I haven't uh, installed it yet. So it's on Game Pass now, <laughs> cloud console and PC. Um, Hitman Trilogy, also a game that I bought over Black Friday, and now I wish I didn't. Um, all hey. three games, and including all of their missions, cloud console and PC as of January 20th um, for both of those two. And then that's a, that's a big one, man. I, I'll yeah. tell you what. I bought I bought Hitman Two when you were playing through it on stream, just to see what all the hubbub was about. And it was pretty fun, right? And now all it was I paid like I don't know twelve bucks for it, and then now all three of them are coming to Game Pass. So it's, I, uh, it's just crazy. It's never buy I, a game again. True, literally, I owned Hitman Two on Steam already, and then Hitman Three came out, but it's only on Epic Games, and like you could transfer your save file, but you can't transfer what you purchased. But I had already purchased like. The Hitman 2 Gold Edition that includes all the original levels. So, like, when it came out on Epic Games, I was like, all right, if I do this... Like, figuring out all this shit was so obnoxious because, like, there's certain... Like, it was released in an episodic way where you buy each level for 15 bucks. But now, and, like, Hitman 3 was like, all right, we're just going to ignore that. But, like, we have the full game, but, you know, you can, like, bring in the content from the other games. I'll tell you, it was, like, solving, like, I don't know, hunting for the freaking Declaration of Independence. It was a mess. But I figured it out... <laughs> And I was like, okay, finally, I have Hitman 3, I have all the expansions, I'm ready to go, I'll have it all on Game Pass, and I spent like 40 bucks on it, <laughs> and all for nothing, and now it's on Game Pass. I mean, who knows if it'll be on Game Pass forever, but whatever. Anyway, Paparazzi, coming to Cloud Console on PC on January 20th, this is a dog photography game, so I guess think Pokemon Snap for dogs. <laughs> um, Rainbow Six Extraction, as we mentioned before, is coming uh, day one on Game Pass, on, which is January 20th, so in two days. Um, Rainbow Six Siege, the previous game, Deluxe Edition, is also coming to Game Pass. Windjammers Two, only, only for only for PC. Rainbow Six Siege. Oh yeah, I think it's already available on the other systems. Yeah, uh, Windjammers Two for cloud console and PC, and Taiko no Tatsujin, the Drum Master, Drum Out High Scores, which this is like Donkey Konga because I'll play this. This comes out uh, console and PC on January twenty seventh. Um, it is if you have. Uh, I don't know if they're going to sell the, the drum controller or not. The drum controllers have been tough to come by. Um, I assume Tyco it's just drum. the USB thing, so like you could plug it into your Xbox or your PC. Yeah. So I, it's, I've always had like this weird desire to get one because they have it out on Switch as well. And I like, love Donkey Kong on GameCube. Let me tell you, that was one of my favorite the, birthday gifts I've ever gotten. <laughs> I remember it used to be like 99 cents at, at GameStop for the game and the controller, and I always wanted to get it, and then I never did, and now it's probably like a bajillion dollars. Yeah, I can't imagine playing something uh, like this with a controller is nearly as exciting as playing with drums. But Yeah, so if you look at the drums, there's like all these different knockoff ones um, for like 50 bucks, and that's just still... Whatever, as long as it's I, something to hit. I mean, yeah, 50 bucks is a little expensive, but... Yeah, especially if for a it game was like an game. official... Yeah, if it was an official one, I'd, I'd pay. Yeah. But these are all, like, fake-ass. Anyway, apparently these games are a lot of fun, and they're super popular in Japan. Yes. Because um, they're, they're, like, games that you find in arcades here, like which I guess the only arcades that we really have here are, like, Dave Buster's. So Yeah, so it's like, yeah, there's a note that comes up for left and then right and then both. Yeah, so, so it's, literally uh, like Donkey Konga. Which yeah. I assume Donkey Konga was based off of these existing games. Like, it was uh, just... <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure it was. Translation. Um... But yeah, then it, was, it just goes into there's DLC updates for far changing tides. I can't even tell you what that game is if you had a gun to my head. 
Um, and there's a few new games that have added touch controls in case you're playing on the on the go. So Stardew Valley on Game Pass now has touch controls, so you can play that on your phone. You don't even need a Switch. Uh, Space Warlord, Organ Trading Simulator, <laughs> Death Store, The Forgotten City, Unpacking, uh, Archvale, Exo One, One Piece Pirate, Warriors, why is it so tiny? Anvil and Nobody Saves the World all have touch controls now. Um, and then leaving on January 31st, if you haven't had a chance to play these and you want to, I couldn't say I've ever heard of these, so I don't think they're that important, but Cyber Shadow, Nowhere Profit, Prison Architect, and Xeno Crisis. Um, but of course, if you buy them before they go off Game Pass, you get to save 20% with your Game Pass subscription, so you can keep them forever, or as long as Microsoft servers exist, which I think will be for, <laughs> for a long time. Wait a second. They added touch controls to Stardew Valley? I missed that part. I didn't even realize Stardew Valley was on Game Pass, if we're being honest. But yeah, they added touch controls to it now, so you could always play it on your phone. I wonder if it has cloud wow. uh, cloud saves, though, because that's, that's that's the kicker. That's pretty cool. And then Death's Door has touch controls as well. Yes. I don't know. Touch controls are so hit or miss. Like I Something like Stardew Valley, I imagine it's fine. But like yeah, and I, like, I tried playing Gears 5 with touch controls. So I'm like, this is not it. But good try, though. Thanks. Happy to happy to say I bought Cyber Shadow on my Switch, so I don't have to worry about it leaving uh, I don't Game even Pass. Know what Cyber Shadow is, if we're being honest. It's made by Yacht Club Games, who made uh, Shovel Knight. Ah, uh, okay. One of those. It's all you. Yeah. All right. We've got one piece of news left. Yeah, this is such an <laughs> unexciting way. We should have like shifted the order and did Xbox at the very end. Yeah. It's fine. So this was this was already announced, but the entirety of the Kingdom Hearts saga is coming to Nintendo Switch via the cloud versions uh, on February 10th. So this was announced like super late last night. And then they also announced a 20th anniversary event on April 10th with a concert chat with the dev team and quote much more. Uh, so there are demos available for all three of these, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 plus 2.5 uh, Remix, and yeah, one point four, yeah, they are the Remix versions, uh, Kingdom Hearts 2.8, and then Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, plus Remind, which is the DLC, so I all of those will be, uh, what? I was going to say, the numbering system for the Kingdom Hearts games is like literally an algebraic equation, <laughs> like, it's the same thing as yeah. figuring out the Hitman trilogy, like, uh, yeah, it's, it's intense. So it's uh, so I think each of them is like forty bucks, I believe. I saw them go up last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's forty bucks each for the cloud versions. I mean, obviously, I'd highly recommend playing these not on your Switch if you have the ability to. So, uh, did we ever get a full like an actual mainline Kingdom Hearts game on a Nintendo console? Mm, yes, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3D, uh, Dream Drop Distance on 3DS. That doesn't count. I was thinking, I was saying like a home console, not a, not a handheld console. Oh, home console? No. Yeah. No, not on a home console. Because I knew like there was like the 3D or the 3DS or DS. I think there was like a Game Boy one at one point. Am I lying? Yes, there was a Game Boy Advance one. It was uh, Chain of Memories. Yeah. But it was like, like a, a card based game. Yeah. It's like the same, like Resident Evil. Like they, they'll put Resident Evil Revelations on 3DS, but God forbid we get Resident Evil on an actual console. Right. It's fine. But yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that about wraps it up for our debut episode of 2022. A long one. A doozy. It was a doozy. It's okay. We haven't had one in a minute, so. We have not. Thank you all for sticking around. I was, like, watching the viewer count the entire time, and it's never dropped below eight. Like, damn, you all really sat with us this entire time. Listening Even to through all of our bantering, yes, thank you. Yes, appreciate thank it. You, thank you, thank you. We missed y'all. I missed being on camera. I'm glad to have stable internet again, which I say that, I'm going to drop right now. Watch. But, 
yes, it's been it's been good. It's been fun. Um, I'll definitely start that Uncharted replay at one point because I've I've been like struggling figuring out what to stream, and I'm like I don't want to stream everything I play. Like sometimes I just want to chill and not talk, not be like on, you know. But if I like have a specific assignment to do while streaming, like you do your Pokemon card rips, I'll do an Uncharted replay. Maybe I'll stream some more Rollercoaster Tycoon. Maybe I'll beat that before I turn a hundred. Who knows? <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta get back into, uh, I gotta get back into my Thursday night streams. I was doing those for a while, and then I fell off towards the holidays. So, yeah, um, I, I want to start streaming at some point. I gotta figure the logistical challenge to this, but at some point, I want to stream Halo, and I don't know what the best way to do that is. Just bring your Series S downstairs. That was my thought. That's the easiest way. The Series uh, S is literally like two pounds. Like my water bottle is heavier than the Series S. It's ridiculous. I, I know, so that that's probably what I'll just do. Because I'm sitting here like, could I use my PC? And then I'm like, you know, it's probably just going to be annoying and maybe not be able to run. I don't even know if it's going to be able to run the 1070. So it, I it see. will be able to run if you run it on low settings. The issue is like you get it to run, but then you stream it, and suddenly your graphics card's choking because it's trying to stream at the same time. That's the issue I always run into. Right, um, right, right. So it's probably easier to just play it on the Series S. Um, pro tip: the Series S and the PS4 and the PS5 and the xbox one all use the same power cord so if you have any of those laying around spare that's what i do i just leave one plugged in and it's like sticking out behind my desk so whenever i bring the series s into my room i just plug the port in and i plug the hdmi in and i'm set hold on so you said which systems ps4 ps4 ps5 not the ps4 pro ps4 pro had a specific big one but og ps4 Xbox One, Xbox Series, I don't know about the X, but the Series S and the PS5 all have the same power cord. Interesting. Because I have the cord. This cord has been in use since the old, is from my old PS4. And it powers my PS5, it powers the Series S whenever I bring it in here. So you just have, you just have the, the, the power cord plugged into the power strip and then the other end is just dangling? Yeah, it's literally just like sticking out, like I have... Because the, the end of it is, like, thick or whatever. So I have my desk pushed up against the wall, but it's, like, sticking up. So it's just, like, there for me to grab it and plug in. And then I have my switch here. Here. Maybe I could just... Mm, will this work? It, it's fine. I, I understand what you're saying. Nope. I'm trying to take you to my... <laughs> this is not working. <laughs> the camera's I mean, the biggest thing... The, the biggest thing I have to do it's is fine. get my tower off of my desk, and that'll free up some space. And then I can put the Xbox here and everything. So, yes, yeah. that is a great idea. I don't think I have a spare cord, but I'm going to look on Amazon. I'm sure one they're for probably like, ten bucks. Yeah, I'm sure they're very cheap. Um, but yeah, works out. Maybe just and have an I'll HDMI have to cable behind. Just... Well, I have the HDMI cable that I use for my Switch. Exactly. When I, when I bring, uh, I have the dock here. So. Yep. So okay, well, perfect. So then I'll do that. That is the easiest. Okay, perfect. Look at that. Off, off. Uh, Problem solving. Off episode chat solved on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> we're all good maybe i'll stream maybe i'll stream halo this thursday that'd be fun yeah why not go crazy maybe oh, i'll play with you that game is so much fun it's yeah, turned to a fast footed film <laughs> oh when i was moving my camera i it like oh got yeah tangled. there's a lot of wires I, i'm really bad at cable management anyways there, there is no good way to manage your cables so just admit it it's yeah. fine it's it i've tried i tried like the sleeve and like i've got the cables behind my tv look and then good. good luck when you have to move anything or ever plug in a new right cable you unplug it and you're like oh my god i gotta yeah. unzip it and then they all fall and it's just a mess no, cable management is a joke anyone who does that it's a ruse and they're lying and it's just for the photo shoot, and then as soon as the camera comes off, all those cam cables are everywhere. 
Hopefully nobody saw that. I just spilled water all over myself. Oh, I didn't notice. <laughs> but yes, I do have an RGB monitor. I'll 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 jump in the after the stream. Or let's all right, let's end the podcast episode. Everyone that's listening at home that's being Amanda's making all these commitments. He's like, I'm gonna stream right after this. <laughs> and then right. he's like, wait a second, I gotta eat dinner. No, I don't. I already ate. Alright, this has been with the Funcast <laughs> episode 133. Thank y'all for tuning in, and we'll catch y'all next week. All it's right. Paul and Ahmed signing off. Peace.